Merry Christmas and welcome to the Plainsight Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm here with my good old buddies and my good old pals. Cam Jordan, Cam, what up? Yo, tis the season for the greatest movie of all time. I'm so ready. Let's go. It's just Christmas Cat in the Hat. Zachary Kuyat, how you doing? <laughs> tis the season to talk about the greatest movie of all time on the next episode after this one. Ooh, Absolutely agreed. I almost, I, almost I didn't know Cat in the Hat was a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. We're talking about it twice. I almost did my Die Hard intro on this one just for us, but then I realized that nobody else would appreciate it. It would have been because... terribly confusing for everybody else. It would have been funny for us. But I, so part of me is glad you didn't do it. Most of me is glad you didn't do it, but a little part of me. Which part? Is... <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, the teeth. <laughs> Okay, we haven't done a podcast in like a month. Like, look, this is the new and improved. I'm not sure it's improved. The last but it's podcast we us. did, we never even put out because Halloween had passed. Yeah, That's and right. I, was, never I was thinking, up. I was like, man, I wanted to post it on Halloween and then I didn't because. Can we just post it next year, like the first week of October, just and just put it not in the Christmas it? pods? <laughs> the Conjuring's a Christmas movie. Merry yeah. Christmas, here's The Conjuring. It's about Jesus a little bit. Well, <laughs> he's in there. They mention him. Yeah. So we're 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 new and improved. Maybe improved, but we're new. We're, we're new and new. different. Yeah. So we're gonna, for our own sake and the sake of what we think is best for the pod, we're gonna try and experiment the next couple months. So to our millions of listeners, uh, bear with us. We took a little bit of a break. We're gonna try and just post a whole bunch of pods at a time, so you can just binge us all day while you're working at home because coronavirus. Um and it's going to be awesome. So we're starting off, guys, with Cat in the Hat, except it's Christmas, a.k.a. The Grinch. I'm so ready. <laughs> You're not even wrong about that take. It is Cat in the Hat, except it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Cat in the Hat. That's all it is. Like, I if, love it. If the Cat in the Hat celebrated the Judeo-Christian holiday of Christmas, he would turn green and he would live in a mountain. That's how it works. He, I'm so excited. Okay. Um... <laughs> All right, ready, set, Zach. Tell us about the Grinch and how he stole Christmas, I think. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. So on the outskirts of a small town called Whoville, there lives a Grinch with a heart defect who makes it his mission to steal Christmas for all of the Whos until he realizes the true meaning of Christmas through the power of incredibly irritating music and roast beast, at which point his heart swells and presumably causes a new host of medical problems. That's basically how the Grinch stole Christmas. They talk a lot about the actual size of his heart, and if your heart is the wrong size, it's not good for you. No, it's not it can't good at all. a good thing. I think that's one of the things that makes you more susceptible to COVID, actually. If your heart's mm, the wrong size. Teensy heart. Teensy heart If you're disease. curmudgeonly, it makes you more likely to get COVID. Because <laughs> the thing is, I think, um, like, he has that comment at the very start where he goes and he looks at his heart. He's like, oh, down one and a half sizes. I'm so excited. And this um, time, I'll keep it off. Oh, and this, man. <laughs> this should have been so our, glad our, our New Year's episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. Uh, but I think I was, when I was doing a little bit of research, okay, the little tiny bit of research that I do for these podcasts, <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes approval was under 50%. It was like 49 or 46 or something That's like that. That's a travesty. I just, what, what is there not to like about the movie? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. You know, Jim Carrey was trained by the CIA for this movie? Whoa, yeah, it's incredible. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, because, because the the, uh, the, makeup the was costume so was so impossible to put on. Like he would spend hours in this chair putting on prosthetic makeup, and then the whole day he like his face was being messed with all day. So they brought in a CIA counter torture expert to teach him how to survive a day shooting this movie. <laughs> That's how great this movie is. To be fair, mm. it would probably really help the character for him to hate every moment of his right? life while <laughs> yep. in this suit. Um, I don't know about you guys. I think probably my one of my favorite parts of the movie, it's one of those that you watch as a child and then the older you get, it becomes more relatable, um, especially when it talks about like wallowing in your own self-pity and that being part of your schedule. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> But before we get into, like, really big themes, I do think the part that I probably remember the most vividly from my childhood and now, every time, is the fact that he eats glass. He does. He just takes a Multiple chomp times. out of, like, a, a cup. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm about to open up this bottle. Actually, never mind. I'm just going to rip the top off and chew on it. <laughs> it's wild. And even as a child, he eats the Santa plate. Like, how buck wild is that? <laughs> can we talk about the part where he's a child just for a second? Yeah. Because that can. whole, all that stuff's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's just a little green baby and people make fun of him. And like, I listen, I was a child once. I probably would have made fun of a little green baby too. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the lesson is like, don't judge a book by its cover because they'll turn into a monster who lives on a mountain. If you're not careful and they'll steal your Christmas. I also in have weirdly to say, shaped noses. And in the last couple of years, so I watched this movie multiple times during Christmas season. This was the one that, as a child, every Christmas Eve, me and my brother and my sister, we all like slept in the same room. Like we had like bunk beds in there, and I'd sleep on the floor because I'm the youngest. So we'd yeah, all watch you got the, the young Grinch. Treatment. Yeah. And um, talk bump, baby. Just the last couple of years, I've realized. Um, the sexual tension between Martha and the Grinch. And I always knew she was into him. That was a part of the plot. But to the extent of which, I am just now learning. And it is absolutely wild. There are some wacky moments in this film uh-huh. that just don't make any sense. Zach, am I, am I okay to call this a film? You're the, you're the film guy. This is, this is absolutely a film. Okay. You can call it's it a film all day long. <laughs> this belongs in the Louvre. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they, they should just put it on loop next to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I don't know what the Louvre is, but we could just keep on going. It's where the Mona Lisa is. <laughs> it's where they keep the Mona Lisa. It's where all the, all the good art lives. Yeah, the art uh. that is bougie bougie. It's the house for the best paintings. And it kind of looks like a big triangle, but it's like all underground. It's kind of kind of cool. I'm probably going to get where Wonder Woman works. Wow. That's not a oh, like really? thing about this movie, but it's a thing about that movie. I'm probably going to get Wonder in trouble Woman with works. my wife when I walk out of here and I don't know what that is. But, but now you do what know what it is. is and she doesn't yeah. listen to the podcast, so you're good. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but she does listen from the living room as I do the podcast. She does so. live in this house with you, so yeah. <laughs> um I think that if I was a kid, well, no, I think. Well, you were. I, w- I would like to specify that you were. At I one was point a, kid. a kid. I was a kid. You're right. Okay. But like, there are scenes like when she's using the machine to put all the lights up on the house, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you dressed in Christmas lingerie outside? It's very cold, and like, right. just to put put lights on the house. 
Yeah. And like you're blowing That's the not, smoke out of like the gun. You don't like get dressed up for that. I've been putting up Christmas trees the last couple days. You don't get dressed up to put up Christmas decorations. Zach, it's you so like, wild You go sweatpants and a t-shirt. Because you it's get so glitter all over it. Zach, right. You're going to ruin it. The fact that you just said I've been putting up Christmas trees for the last several days sounds like such yeah. a chore. Our, that's one of my yearly traditions is I put up the Christmas trees in our house. There's like eight or nine of them every oh, year. Lord. There's a lot of Christmas in our house. Do y'all? We're like halfway transitioned. There's actually only one. Morning. There is only one Christmas. No, there's, there's so only many one in our house. There's we only have, we one celebrate Christmas one day for every tree we put up. So we celebrate it for a so week and a half. Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, we do Hanukkah, but we call it Christmas week. <laughs> Hanukkah, but Jesus. Yeah. Hanukkah, but make it Jesus. But make it Jesus. <laughs> Man, so... Guys, I, I, we shouldn't say this out loud, but we just got so caught up in wanting to start doing this podcast, we didn't prep at all for what we were going to say. We didn't say. talk about it even a little bit. <laughs> no, but Not like, even. thankfully, the actual message of this movie is pretty straightforward. Very clear and straightforward. So I think there are two. There's the main one, which is, what is Christmas actually about? Um, and then there's a couple for me that, especially particularly pertaining to 2020, were very... Um, powerful to me um the first one is the grinch becomes the grinch because of comparison um Mm -hmm. and the way that comparison can kind of steal joy comparison being the thief of joy um and the way that we like to compare ourselves to others the way that we like to define normal um and how that uh, allows us to treat each other is one big thing and the other thing i really get from this is i hate christmas most of the time (laughs) like I love Jesus, okay? And I love the Christmas story a little bit. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) I hate Christmas music. I don't like Christmas movies. I'm not a fan of putting up Christmas decorations. I just don't like any of it, really. And But this year, I think when you talk about, like, what is the purpose of Christmas, I'm having to open up my brain a little bit more to say, you know what, I'm a little more okay with this. You know, I need to I need to stop being such a Scrooge. And I need to let people have hope and be happy. Understand why do we have Christmas? What's the point of it? Guys, what do you think? Yeah, you talk about how he becomes this thing because he's forced to be compared to other people. And I think that's such a tough thing to like deal with, especially right now when everybody's kind of at home and just posting constantly on social media about their big quarantine project of the week. And maybe now we've gotten a little less um a less work less work done lately because people are just settled into quarantine instead and now we're just kind of sitting at home as much as we can. Yeah. But that whole you know, it kind of reminds me of of the like body of Christ metaphor and how can the eye look at the foot and say, I'm not useful because I can't walk, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I know like lately the last you know, few months, it's really easy to watch other people get stuff done or, you know, work ahead on this project or what have you and go, man, I didn't do anything. Like I still had to go to work. So I just kind of sat around when I was at home and just kind of get down about it. And I don't like, I don't think I'm going to steal Christmas from anybody because of it, but But I might, I'll think about it. You can't stop me. Well, you could, that's kind of how the movie is about, (laughs) but you know, there's just that, like, it's really easy, I think, to get down on ourselves watching other people succeed at things lately. 
And I don't know, it's a good reminder to like, yeah, we're all figuring out different stuff. You know, we're all accomplishing different things because at the end of this movie, none of the Who's were going to lift up that sleigh full of presents and carry it down a mountain. None of the Who's could have done that because they're the worst. The True. Grinch was the one who had to do that. Only the Grinch was going to go full on like Hulk strength and throw presents at people all night long. And then he's the one who gets to carve the roast beast at the end because he earned it, I guess. Heck yeah, <laughs> he did earn it. Cam, tell me why the Who's are actually the worst. So, they, well, they're the worst for a lot of reasons. One is, I mean, as kids, like, they absolutely bully the Grinch. Um, but they even are so caught up in kind of the, the material of, of Christmas. Um, kind of this commercialized holiday of, you know, what are we going to be getting for each other? And, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted with, with this idea because my like top love language is gift giving. Like it's, it's the thing that I do to show appreciation a lot. Um, and so to, to an extent I, I can enjoy and understand the appreciation with that. But for me, it's this place of, you know, I see something in everyday life and it makes me think of somebody. So I get it for them. And, and, and vice versa, it's somebody thought of me, they saw something and said, oh, this, I associate this with him, therefore I will, I will get it for him, or, or things like that. It's not as much like, I just want lots of things. And so it's, it's this interesting dynamic. Um, but I think what's, what's interesting about it is, we can talk about it being a game of comparison, but I think also it's, it's about what we have and this idea of what are you finding your joy in versus what are you finding your happiness in? Um, when I when I worked with sports crusaders, um, the go-to comparison I would always make is happiness is like the things you have. It's your hat, it's your glasses, it's your shoes. I'm glad you have those things, and I'm glad they make you happy. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but like joy is who you are. Because somebody can walk in and take that stuff from you, and I'm I can't necessarily stop them. But like yeah. joy is your name. Like nobody's gonna take that from you, and 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 what you have, your name is gonna be with you, and and that's Jesus. That's the decision he made, and we get to have that joy because he made that decision two thousand years ago, not because we're doing something the right way now, or not because somebody did something cool for us now. Those are two different things, and both are good. The issue is when we prioritize the wrong one. And that's where they are. They're in this place of prioritizing the, the commercialized aspect of, of Christmas. And I, I think it's telling a, a lot of what, you know, we do in society today. You know, we, uh, we did an activity a couple weeks ago at a retreat where we had to, like, list out our, our top values. We had, to, we had, like, 50 of them. We had, like, two minutes to narrow it down to 10 and then another minute to narrow it down to five and a minute to pick our top one. And it kind of made me realize we've never been in a place where we had to prioritize our values more than the last seven months. And so I think Christmas coming right now is interesting because we all have to decide what, what we value. Is it the, the big gatherings? Is it um, you know, presents? Or is it the livelihood of our, our families? Is it truly valuing our, our loved ones? Or is it kind of this we've got the picture perfect family. Here's my Christmas card of all of us together and our little golden retriever. I just think it's so eye opening in a lot of ways, because I, 
I don't necessarily walk into this movie expecting to be told something. I know that's the point of it, but a lot of times I think like, okay, this is obvious. Thanks for the cutesy theme. I'm going to walk out. But I did feel a sense of, man, this is like in your face, so applicable today. Yeah. To what, what, what is the point of Christmas? Like, why am I here? And I think, um, especially what I've had to do over the last couple of years with my Scroogeness, especially in ministry, is like, you have to really break down, like, why is the Christmas story so important? Like, what's, what is it about Christmas that is so important? Like, we understand why Easter's so important. Is Christmas just foreshadowing to Easter? Is that the only reason it's important? And I don't necessarily think so. And what I've kind of came to is Christmas is after 400 years of silence between the prophets and Matthew, between Malachi and Matthew, um, God finally fulfills his promise. And so the point of Christ's birth, what's so massive about this is that really in, in the valleys of the valleys, you know, the Jewish tradition has been overruled with corrupt politics and is deeply separated from intimate relationship with God. It's been 400 years since any of the prophets had heard from God. And they're in this silence. And now you have generations on generations of Jewish families that have never heard from God. And you have to imagine that, that they feel like their faith is so distant from them and then God not only fulfills his promise, he not only reaches out to them, but he takes form in their midst, in between them, mm. right next to them. And like, so Christmas is, the Christmas story is a story that God is a promise keeper, that through Abraham, and even at the start, when he says that Eve's offspring is going to be the one that takes down the serpent when he's talking to the serpent. He said, you're going to bite their heel, but they're going to crush your head. Um, and from Abraham, all the way through Ruth and David and Jehoshaphat, that through these stories that the Jewish people knew so well, would come Joseph, and from him and his wife's faithfulness to God, Mary, um, would come Jesus from their bloodline. And it's the fact that God is a promise keeper. And so when I think of when I think of Christmas and the point of Christmas is to know that even when I'm trudging through kind of the valleys that we feel like we're going through in 2020, like what's going to hold me close and what's going to make this season mean something to me is if I remember that even when God was silent to his people, he was still devising a plan to fulfill his promise. He always did and he always will. And that's the point of Christmas. And so when I'm trying to figure out why Christmas, like what is the reason for Christmas, I could not buy anyone a single thing or receive a single thing from anyone. I couldn't put up any lights. I could leave my tree in the garage. And why would this still mean something to me? What's the point? You can't take Christmas from me because you can't take the promises of God from me. And that's what I think we should really pull from this at the end of the day. I think that's the big lesson. Um, that's not necessarily what they're getting at uh, because it is a secular movie and they're not going to preach such a strong gospel there as they probably shouldn't <laughs> if, they, if that's not their goal. Um, no, but they honestly get closer than I think you'd expect. If you watch the rest of the closer. movie, 
Like his his kind of monologue there when he first like when um when the mayor gives him the the razor and they're making fun of him, he's like, Is this like what it's all about for you? Like it's it's deep stuff. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. Powerful. But then it gets silly. It gets real silly. Cam, I was trying to find a way to do it, too. I was about to see. You know what? I was about to give Zach yes. one last chance. I was looking at Zach. Is Zach going to say anything? <laughs> no. Because then it gets silly. You know who else gets silly? It does silly? get silly. We get this silly. Podcast. We, the zone that we song. go to. Wow. And the dance floor to continue to make that the joke. The dance flow silly. <laughs> um, man. Honestly, an extremely silly movie. Can I have a weird controversial take? Of course. I think they could have picked a better dog. I think Max looks so scrawny. But he I can't pull that's that sleigh. Joke. Yeah, but I gotta believe. Even Was in my Grinch movie, I, I have know. to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like a big Malamute husky. Give me a team of huskies that I think can pull a sled through the snow. <laughs> Why doesn't Max, Max is just actually do a quick, a quick call and all of his best skinny dog friends come and hang there out? There you go. Like a hundred little skinny dogs pulling the, pulling the Grinch sleigh. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I just I, think, uh, I think there could be a better dog. And even if you wanted another skinny dog, I just think there could have been a better dog. Are you going to argue King? Oh, yeah, of course, my dog. Now, go on. <laughs> no question. Actually, I'm very upset I think with him today. He's bitten funny. me several times. Um, Ooh. Just he's like, not used to quarantine. No, we, we're not <laughs> walking. We're not getting any exercise because it rained all day. So he didn't spend any time outside. Fair. And he wants to play with this toy, but most of the time he misses biting the toy. He'll like press it up against me and bite it, and then he'll miss and bite me right in the nipple. Like <laughs> right in the nipple. It's happened <laughs> three directly. times today. I'm very I have to be honest, it. though. I have also gone outside very little today and bitten approximately zero people. So <laughs> you know what? I'm not point. sure he, he has no a valid excuses. excuse. No excuses. Because <laughs> you know what? I can haven't I, bitten anybody either. Zach, can I bring something to you all? Yeah. Um, this show has become, I think, in some ways, I would say famous for mm. our um, excellent food-based oh, debates. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, obviously, the salad and sandwich. Is question. glass a salad or a sandwich? <laughs> glass is a whole food. It's just sand that's a liquid. Okay. That's a whole food. But I want to bring us a new one that um, I heard somebody glass mention not salad. too long ago. I wish I could remember where it came from, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to us as if it's new because I don't remember who said it first. Dessert. Okay? Yeah. We all love it. We all know it. You can eat cakes or pies or ice cream and some other stuff. I made brownies today. That's a dessert, too. <laughs> is dessert... <laughs> is dessert a part of dinner, or is it its own <clears throat> meal? It depends how quickly you eat it after the meal. Do you use the same fork? Do you sit in the same spot? Okay, you're eating brownies. You don't use a fork for dessert. Fair. Fair. Um, I forked my brownie today. You're eating cookies. You don't use a fork for dessert. Thank you. I have used a fork <laughs> on a cookie. No, I haven't. Have You're I? a monster if you have. I've used a spoon <laughs> on a cookie. 
Um, one of my favorite things I've been doing lately is just putting some Oreos inside of a cere- inside of a bowl, pouring some milk on there, and just my favorite kind of salad. Yeah, it's a bit, I told Melody I actually. Told you know her, there like, is, is this a salad. She's like, no, it's not. There like, yes, is, it is cereal called like Oreo O's. Like they're called Oreo O's, which is the worst thing you can name okay, a cereal. But can Oreo O's? Actually, I was gonna say it was its own separate thing, but where you're going, if you use the same utensils, sit in the same spot. That's the same meal. Yeah. But, like, if it's, like, a you get up, you socialize, and then your grandma walks in, like, which type of pie you want, then it's a separate thing. Wow. See, that's interesting because I I have a hard time saying that because I think you can have dinner and not have dessert with it, and, like, you've still completed your dinner. Yeah, most of the time, sadly. That's most of what I do is eat dinner and don't have dessert. And I'm not like, oh, man, I wish I had finished dinner. It's like I wish I had had dessert as a different. So you're thing. saying Ooh, I'm it's, swinging it's, back over. It's completely its own thing. I'm saying. I think I'm saying it's its own thing because here's the other thing. Call me Georgia because I'm. Well, well, well here. hold up though. What are we qualifying as dinner in this scenario? Because if I eat nachos, See, that's an appetizer. Gonna, this is what I was going to bring but up to you. If I eat those as my only thing for dinner, then if I, did I technically not finish dinner because I didn't have the entree? Wow. We're on the same wavelength here because my other question is if I don't really eat dinner, but I do eat a slice of pie at 930, do I say I only ate dessert or I ate pie for dinner? You ate pie for dinner. You ate pie Which, for dinner. But does that mean that I, that means I think I still didn't eat dessert and I made it dinner, I would need to eat another slice of pie to have a dessert. Because by this so standard, I think is fourth meal just an extension of dinner? Well, fourth meal is a Taco Bell thing that I don't participate in. You're telling <laughs> me you don't eat to. a meal at two in the morning if you're still up? Yes, you do. And is that just an extension of dinner? I haven't been up at two in the morning since I was in college, <laughs> and I'm proud to say well, that. I'm still in college, so I guess... <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time I was up at two in the morning, right? Without going to sleep first. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be before spring break, like in March. That was for sure the last time I would have been up at. 2 It was definitely when we were locked down. I didn't have to go to work the next day. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was I definitely. Didn't get that. <laughs> it was definitely like March and April. Um, here's now. Here's the thing. Alex, I, I posed this question to your wife not too long ago. You did. And she gave me a revolutionary answer. What did she say? That I wanted to let you guys, you know, talk it out first, but I really want to talk about Melody's answer. Melody, we're talking and about that, you, Zach. Since you gave a good answer to a question. It was incredible, and it stunned me. It's that dessert is not part of dinner. It's the very beginning of breakfast. See, I strongly so disagree good. with this. I think that's the only thing that we're at least in in our context. Because do you right? remember maybe, my rebuttal? No, it breaks the definition it wasn't of as breakfast. As that. No, that's wrong. De- breakfast is in the morning when you break your fast after sleeping yeah. over the night. You breakfast, have the first half break of your fast. meal, and then you fast overnight. And no, then you break that's not that breaking fast. fast. <laughs> that's in between these fists. <laughs> In between these fists sounds like a great. I was gonna say objectively that. better name than breakfast. If you want to redefine it, redefine it. But by that definition, all meals are just one big meal with big pauses in between them. 
<laughs> okay, but there have been times in my life where all meals were one big meal with pauses in between. Yeah, yeah. I made a pork yesterday. I have eaten pork in basically every meal since. <laughs> Someone I got us think, chicken tenders. So which one, which one was dessert? Street. Yeah, what's your pork dessert? Wow, that's a great question. I think I might put it on some ice cream. That actually might be pretty good. If you ate it in the morning, would that become your pork breakfast? Yeah. Pork, pork fist. Exactly. Pork <laughs> fist. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is I think Melody's answer is, is the best one because where Look, do you I love when my you wife. Eat, I think she generally is correct in most things. Uh, she's wrong here, and that's okay. If you were going to no, eat she's, she's got a piece of pie, if you did it at the very end of the night, it'd be like, oh, that was either a really late, like, haha, fun, I ate pie for dinner, or it's your dessert, right? No, because you that could also eat a slice of pie in the morning. Yeah, that's breakfast be like, because it broke your fast from the night. It doesn't, you can't start breakfast, okay. then fast, and then break your fast again. You didn't break a fast. Unless Listen, you're breaking like an, every boy, time you're not three minute fast. Notes. That's not what I'm here for. Every time you're not eating is a fast. Yeah. So if I just oh take an eight gosh, hour break. Oh my gosh, this is no, no, no. so stupid. If I decide to take no. an eight hour break between breakfast and lunch, are you calling that, uh, is that breakfast? Does that By mean that lunch standard? is now breakfast? <laughs> if exactly. I don't eat lunch, if I don't eat every lunch, meal is does breakfast. that mean I'm having That's breakfast in the morning and breakfast at night? <laughs> there are only every sandwiches, time. salads, and whole and foods, breakfast. and every meal is breakfast. Yes. <laughs> the three food groups are sandwich, salad, and breakfast. What's my favorite breakfast <laughs> food? It. It's fried chicken because it's my favorite food, period. Yeah. Every time, every time you start eating, you are breaking a fast. Yeah. So my every single breakfast time. Every food single is bite. just food. Every my bite. favorite, my favorite breakfast food is food. End of statement. <laughs> every meal is breakfast. Mozzarella sticks or sandwiches, and every meal is a breakfast. I'm putting that on my next mask. <laughs> Cereal <laughs> equals soup equals salad equals breakfast. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's that's. Good. I got another one for the next episode. Yeah, we'll save I got one later. too, but I I don't even want to mess with it. Anymore. We can save it. I think it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, so now I think it's been so long since we've done this. I'm actually welling up with anticipation. And Zach, you said this game might suck, but I don't care. Um, no, it's going to be great. This is the greatest podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show names on the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game show featuring your host, Zachary Kuyat. This is Laffrey with Zachary. Zachary, take it away. What's up? To help me introduce this episode, I brought, um, this is Max, the actual Max from the Grinch movie. It's oh, not we were a dog just trash talking him. I feel so bad. Yeah, I know. He's, he was a little upset, but I kept Max, it in Max, I like you, but know. I think it could have been better. He's not wearing headphones. He can't hear you. The acting job could have been a little better. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you did fine. Um, he's this is not an actor. This is the actual Max um, from the book. Like this a is Max-ter. the same one, um, and he's gonna help me out. Ruff, ruff. What's that, boy? Ruff, ruff. What's that? You the Grinch is gonna try to steal some other holidays. <gasps> he's gonna mess up some other. What like which ones? Ruff, ruff. Like Easter and Valentine's Day. Well, that's not he really on brand for him. But cool. Ruff, ruff. You're, he's gonna do what? Ruff, ruff. He's gonna steal Boxing Day. That's only in Canada. 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 Cam, I guess, is going first this week. Max, you got to stop him from singing that song. Please go steal their Christmas. It's the worst. Go, go, boy. It's joyful. Okay, Max is gone. 
Cam's going first this week because the Grinch is going to steal a holiday from Canada, I guess. That's the most oh, confused we talked about it. this entire time you've ever done that. <laughs> Me too. We already <laughs> talked about it a little bit on this episode, uh, the training that Jim Carrey had to go through. And so I thought we would run ourselves through a little bit of uh, Jim Carrey Grinch training in this, uh, in this game today. Of course we would. Now, he did some torture with... Uh, withstanding training. I don't want to do that. I don't want to torture us. But there's other things that CIA has to, you know, do. do. Okay. Like investigate conspiracies. So what I've done on this one is I've found some of my favorite nonsense conspiracy theories Birds throughout history. That's not one of them because that's nothing. And because it's <laughs> I'm confirmed. gonna, I'm gonna throw you some multiple Australia choice questions. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> These are some of my some of the Dude, wildest and some there. of my favorite conspiracy theories on the internet. It's a classic multiple choice. There's a tiebreaker at the end. We're gonna have a great time. Cam, you're going first. Everybody tracking what's going on here? Your bane's coming, oh, yeah. Boston. <laughs> All right, Cam. Question number one. President John Quincy Adams believed John what? Adams. No, John Quincy Adams, his his boy, his I son. Know. What did he believe about the Earth? Is it A, that it was flat? I hope so. B, that it was hollow? Or C, that it would be destroyed in 1840? Hollow. With all the confidence in the world, he gives us the correct answer. John Quincy Adams believed that the Earth was hollow and that there were mole people living beneath the surface of the planet, and he wanted to fund an expedition to the North Pole to start a trade route with the mole people. And he was right. It's, it's one of my favorite presidential facts. The only reason that that didn't go through after his presidency, there was still a motion in Congress to uh, undertake an expedition to the North Pole. The only reason it didn't go through was because his successor, Andrew Jackson, knew that the Earth was flat. So there couldn't be more people <laughs> living down there. Andrew Jackson's a flat earther. Now I can't be a flat earther. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, that's one point for Cam. Alex, this is still anybody's game. It's the very beginning. And then Alex. Andrew Jackson made Space Force. Go ahead. <laughs> Alex, which of these countries is often theorized to be completely made up by foreign governments? Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy? No, it's, is it A, Finland, B, Lithuania, or C, Indonesia? Oh, gosh. Uh, Finland, D, A. Australia. That's two for two on this game, yeah, boys. Yeah, I felt that oh. one in my soul. I knew I knew that one. People have surmised that Finland was created by a an alignment of the Russian and Japanese governments, so that because Russia needs more sea access. They were both bad in World War II, apparently, according to our history books. <laughs> what is what is the hot take you're making here that actually one of them wasn't? No, no, I was just saying they were. I don't know. <laughs> you always have to take that with a grain of salt, though. Hey, That's Zach, great. is one of these conspiracy theories that Dominion rigged the election for Joe Biden? No, you know I'm not putting that in here. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what's the third one? <laughs> yeah, the third one's going to Cam, and the third one is this. Which of these world leaders has been accused of being replaced by a robot? Is it A, Meghan Markle, B, Justin Trudeau, or C, Boris Johnson? Yeah, Megan Markle would be super funny. <laughs> Who's a robot? I'm gonna go Boris. 
You should have gone for the funny, Cam, because the real answer is that people think Meghan Markle and Prince uh. Harry may have been replaced by robots. The biggest evidence I've seen is that they kind of sat still while they were at a live performance <laughs> of Hamilton. And people said, oh, that's robot behavior right there. <laughs> and then they moved to Canada. And then they moved to Canada, which is what got us into this game. Alex, question number four is going to you. You have the chance to take the lead here. And I will. Which of these businesses Australia. has been accused of being a front for a money laundering operation? <laughs> is it A, Subway, B, Lens Crafters, or C, Mattress Firm? Mattress Firm. All the confidence in the world and all the correct answers in the world. One. People say that Mattress Firm might be a, f a front for a money laundering operation because there there are three or four of them within two blocks of each other somewhere in like Delaware, I think. I don't know. I researched this a while ago and they kind of forgot the details. But also they say like, get it because you put money in the mattress and that's like, get it. That's and who what, is that's buying is. mattresses often enough for them to have as many stores as they have? Like, I understand they're a million dollars a piece, mattresses are, uh -huh. but good Lord. But also, like, we have, there's so many good internet mattress companies that one day might sponsor us, so I won't say any of their names oh, right what's now. What's the purple one? <clears throat> oh, we don't say it, their names. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Cam, we're going back to you. This is our final round of questions. This is, this is questions five and six here. Cam. Which Beatles song led people to believe that Paul McCartney had died and been replaced by a duplicate? Was it A, Eleanor Rigby, B, Strawberry Fields Forever, or C, The Long and Winding Road? Strawberry Fields Forever. Once again, there's confidence, and once again, there's a correct answer. Yeah, good answer. Right at the very end of Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, John Lennon says cranberry sauce with through a distorted like vocal filter and people thought he was saying i buried paul and that that's how they announced that <laughs> paul mccartney had died honestly john lennon probably would have done he it. would he would do it hey alex right at the end of this podcast i'd like for you to put in a distorted i buried zach and just see what cranberry do. sauce <laughs> <laughs> okay alex this one is to take the win or, or tie the game. We'll see what happens if we go to the tiebreaker or not. Bring it. What Disney movie was apparently I'll made to fool Google's search algorithm away from a different conspiracy theory? Are you going to give me choices? Is it A, <laughs> Tangled? <laughs> I, my dramatic pause, I got lost in it for a second. Was it A, Tangled? B, The Mulan Reboot? Or C, Frozen. Mm. This is a conspiracy theory to cover up a different conspiracy theory. But which movie was it? Frozen. Alex, that is correct. Whoa! People think that Frozen may have theoretically been made so that when people Googled Disney Frozen to lurk, look up information about Walt Disney's frozen head that they would no longer be able to find it because instead they would get search results for the movie Frozen Elsa. by Disney. Disney's shady. Disney's kind of shady, and I think you could convince me that Disney's head is frozen, but what you can definitely convince me of is that Alex Sons, Let's get you have won mm. this week's game. I had double bonus it's rounds, like I just realized, so like you guys want to hear them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. One of them is just another question. One of them is, which celebrity's personal drama was thought to be crafted by the government in an attempt to redirect focus from scandal and failure? Was it A, Lindsay Lohan, B, Britney Spears, 
Or C, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Lohan. Incredibly, people thought that the Bush administration engineered Britney Spears' wow. meltdown awesome. to take focus away from uh, relations with the Middle East during George W. Bush's administration. That's power. Makes Imagine how powerful you have to be that people actually develop a conspiracy theory that your meltdown was to distract people from war crimes. Go bald, uh-huh. see what the world does. <laughs> <laughs> the other bonus round I was going to pitch you was... To just pitch me your uh, conspiracy theory that you think you could convince me of. Australia's not and real. And the best one wins. I want to hear more about this Australia's not real theory you've got. Well, I, I don't have a great one, okay? Because I've met... You mean Australia's not real isn't like a well-thought-out, well-rounded idea It is, it is, okay? It's about Australia's as well-rounded as the earth. Real. I've actually read many things about it, but also... I know people that have lived in Australia, so they're either part of this, which is interesting to me. They're in on it. They're mm. in on it, or um, it's not real. That it's not real. And mine would just, real. mine would just be that Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. He's clearly what about a the, robot. him being a lizard person. I like that one as well. <laughs> he's he's not a person. Whatever it is, he's not a normal human being. <laughs> I like that he's a lizard person. Um, Cam, I'm gonna do something right now that. I'm going to probably do in every single one of these pods. And you're not prepared for it. I'm going to ask you to pitch me what in the world we should talk about in January. Oh. Um. <laughs> I made that decision about 15 seconds ago. I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> I want to do a Jason Pierre Paul podcast about why we shouldn't play with fireworks. I like it. I like it. Except we cut it off a little too early. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do two. We do two great podcasts, right? And we get to the Super Bowl and we win it. And then the third one, we get a little too close to a touchy subject. It blows up, and then the pod's over. But you know what? The last. But you know what? You know what? You know what? It'd be explosive. Oh, right. That might blow up. That might blow up. That might blow up. Guys, um, I think this was concise. It was to the point. Mm. Uh, it was a podcast. It was a podcast. <laughs> sure was. If we did a podcast, I think it was good. I think it was fun. It's a little shorter than the other ones. I'm actually kind of proud of us for that. Well, you want to say we did that on purpose? You want to shoot for a shorter term? I don't know what you're talking about. We did do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I like that. We, so We talked about that in our extensive pre-pod planning session. Yeah, we did. <laughs> So here's the thing. If you like this, you can go to plainsightpod at gmail.com. Tell us you liked it. If you didn't like it, go to plainsightpod at yahoo.com. I'm just kidding. At gmail.com. Tell us you liked it. Tell us you liked it. Tell us you didn't like it. Um, Give us your ideas for what we should do in January. I like Jason Pierre Paul JPP, baby. Um, We may do a Plaxico Burris pod. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. (laughs) Um, Is it a Michael Vick pod? Nope. (laughs) We were talking about I Max again. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. so this is the Plainsight Podcast. <laughs> you can see us on the socials at Plainsight underscore pod. This was a lot of fun. My name's Alex. This was a, a, a good dandy time with my good old boy, <laughs> my good old pals, Cameron Jordan, Zachary Kuya. Uh, peace out. Girl Scout. Wear your mask. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs>